Hello, everybody. John Troutman with Truth or Comfort podcast, and we are here with Trent Smith from Happy Investor. He is an investor, but he also helps investors find properties. So uh, if, if you could, Trent, tell us a little bit about your investing history. How long have you been investing in real estate? I've been investing in real estate since about 2003 or 2004. Um, I tried, <clears throat> I guess to go back to the beginning, I was a uh, business slash computer major in college, but never really wanted to get the uh, normal corporate job. So I had a job in Oregon for six months, you know, doing that thing, but I was already kind of looking for a good way out, I guess you could say. So I started reading real estate books uh, from my bedroom up there in Portland. And um, <clears throat> I realized that the properties in my hometown were pretty cheap and it was also a college town. So uh, I moved back there to buy rental properties. Where's that at? Where's hometown? <laughs> Lubbock, Texas. I've never heard of it. How cheap are these houses that uh, you're it's talking about? The home of Buddy Holly. Uh, the houses there were about 120,000 okay. each. But you know, the houses there are cheaper, so you can cash flow them pretty well mm -hmm. for rental properties. However, other markets where the houses are more expensive can often even be better because you get more appreciation out of it as well. So it really. You know, I went to the town with the cheap houses, but I really could have gone anywhere and probably, you know, done just the same. Right. So that was 2003-ish in there? That was 2003. Okay. <clears throat> so so, uh, so now, wh wh where did Happy Investor come in? Well, Happy Investor kind of, in a way, started back in 2003 or 2004 as well. Um, at the same time that I was uh, buying these rental properties, I was starting another business with uh, a friend of mine. It was a, an arena football team. And um, it sounds kind of wild, I know, but <laughs> we'll save that for the next time you're out in a second. Yeah, well, podcast. one thing went to another and we went massively bankrupt at the age of 22. I think I, my credit score was 400. Get it out of the way. That's what I always say. Yeah. So I had probably my net worth was probably negative 300,000 credit score 400. Sweet. And um, the way the way I got out of it <clears throat> is. Uh, I searched for houses and kept calling for several owners and I got two properties under contract for 50 to 70,000 each. One of them was 50 and one of them was 70. So that's pretty close to what it was. And then I found a buyer cause I knew they were a really good deal. So I found mm -hmm. a buyer that would buy each one of them for 20,000 more. Okay. So I did a double closing on those two and you know, I went from having $0 to 40,000. Yeah, which was a big, really big deal at the time. And, and right before that, um, I actually filed bankruptcy, which cleared my debt. So I went from negative 300,000 net worth to zero, you know, to 40, you know, within a few months. Nice. <clears throat> so it was a Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's when I was like, all right, real estate, you know, let's keep doing this. Um, the rental properties were just kind of, you know, making a little bit each month, but I, I really needed to start having some windfalls. Right. You know, come together and <clears throat> to find more good deals. What I did since I was a, a computer uh, major in college within the, the business program, uh, I wrote programs that crawled um, the appraisal district website and it compared it to Zillow appraisal and it pulled a mailing list so I could mail to people who owned properties there but didn't live there. Nice. And um, and then it also had it go through the uh, online classifieds to find people who are renting their house out you know because mm -hmm. a lot of times when people are have a vacant house that they're trying to rent out the landlord is 
usually pretty frustrated. And if that address matched with someone who's also out of town, I knew they're probably really motivated. They live out of town. They've got an empty house that they can't rent. So I started doing direct mail to those people to get more. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. So all these, uh, I guess, computer type programs I wrote to try to find leads for myself. Um, I started eventually um, making available online for people to pay a monthly fee to access the properties. Cause I, I mean, I can't do every deal in the United States, so I might as well have that information available where people can pay a monthly fee for that while I also do my own thing in real estate. So people, so just real quick before we talk about what you're doing currently in real estate, let's talk about the happy investor. What do they, so they pay a monthly fee and they get access to all this information in their area or nationwide or? Uh, they get access nationwide. You okay. can search your area. There's about seven different categories of properties you can look at. Uh, you can sign up for a free account and you'll be able to access a couple of the pictures of each properties, the, the seller's contact information. Um, and then if you upgrade and pay $37 a month from there, then you have access to all the information plus the top 10% of deals on the website. And it's all fully refundable. You know, if someone emails and says, Hey, I'm, I wasn't happy or whatever, you know, they get a refund, but most people, seems to be really happy from the emails we get. And, um, I use the website myself to find deals and we've actually added a new page on the website. It's called offer sheet and it'll list all the properties in your area and organize them based on what the analytics say are the best deals. Oh, nice. Here. So then what you can do, those are for deals that are on the MLS and a lot of people think, Oh, these on market MLS deals are not good deals. Well, you make enough offers, you're going to you know get a good deal. So, I have a realtor who I give the list to and she goes through and says, okay, this one's good. This one's good. This one's not good. Blah, blah, blah. And then she'll submit those 20 or so offers for me. Right. And then, you know, maybe we'll get one or two accepted. Um, and that's enough, you know, to keep yeah, doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people that say that the MLS doesn't work or, you know, maybe that everybody has access to it. We get, probably 70% of all our residential deals off the MLS anyways. Okay. So yeah. uh, the fact that Happy Investor puts it together and you don't have to search all the time is even better. Right. Yeah. It's it's perfect. Spitting out all the information of what ones have the most equity down. Right. So. Right. That's what it does. It, it, it calculates the potential repairs based on the square footage of the property and the age of the property. Um, it figures in what your estimated closing costs would be. It, it does all that for you. And we try to aggregate different um, appraisal numbers, the tax appraisal versus, you know, maybe what Realtor.com thinks it's worth. Right. Which we've actually found to be the most accurate for us. Um, and it says, hey, this one's like, this one's priced below tax appraisal. This one's priced way below what Realtor.com thinks it's for. It's for, it's been on the market 200 days. So we think... Because it's been on the market 200 days, because it needs repairs, blah, 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 we think we can offer this. And, you know, based on the days on the market, we'll suggest a lower offer price. Right. And so on. So I like it. So if someone wants to get started, they could just go to Happy Investor and sign up right there? Yes. Perfect. Do you want to touch on anything else? Because I, I wanted to ask you, like, this sounds like really easy. You just did bankruptcy and then all of a sudden now you're making money in real estate. It's not, it can't be. So tell me, tell me some of your, tell me a good story, a real estate story where, uh, where it was a little brutal. I was probably those first two houses. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's been a few brutal stories I've had, you know, 
a general contractor um, probably steal twenty thousand dollars per house on me over, you know, a six house, you know, period. So you're talking one hundred and twenty grand. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's brutal. Yeah. That was yeah. And so we still made a lot of money on all those flips, even though he was kind of hiding costs and overinflating costs and all that. So we still made money on all those, but if we would have watched that a little closer, we would have made 120 more. So um, that was a tough lesson, but. So, so what would you tell anybody that's listening? Like here's like, what would you suggest? What would going back in time, what would you do uh -huh. to protect yourself from that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, with it, what I'm, what I'm legally, legally. Yeah, what I'm going to do from now on is the easy stuff, like the flooring, the walls, and the roof. You know, I'm going to definitely just hire the subcontractor directly. Right. Um, so I'm actually in the process of making a list of, you know, the five uh, roofing contractors that I've been referred to as being the best and, and on and on with tile and flooring. Mm -hmm. And then the next uh, property that we flip, for example, we'll have all these people meet us at the house on one day and get, get their bids. Got it. You know, that'll cut that general contractor out of the 15% plus it'll, it'll give us more bids. Cause sometimes the general contractor, um, like this last time they did cost plus, he wasn't motivated to get the flooring guy. Um, uh, you know, the flooring guy charged me 5,600, but if I would have had a few of my own guys there, I could have gotten it done for 3000. So, Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but these properties were all still successful, but they could have been even, you know, more successful, um, with some of this type of stuff. So, so on these deals, you were semi happy investor. <laughs> I was still happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's good. So yeah, I mean, you still made money on them. So that's good. There's, there's often stories where you get, you get a general contractor that might uh, be a little, little overboard and, you know, it could, it could essentially cost you or, or, you know, your profits. Right. Um, it sounds like it was a, a decent percentage of your profits, but not enough for you not to be sad. I mean, you're sad, but not. Uh, no, yeah. I don't see any. <laughs> one, got tissue? <laughs> one of the properties was actually a wholesale deal um, that I was emailed. I'm also suggesting on some wholesale deal list, but uh, most of them I buy off my own website, but this one was from a wholesale company. And we made 80000 on it. It was a $400,000 purchase on a quadruplex. Okay. And we sold it for 530 or something. Anyway, but after all the closing fees and stuff, we still made 80. Okay. But again, like if, if I'd had a better contractor who didn't literally, you know, do some fraud type stuff, then it would have been a hundred. So that you would say that's, that's your, your, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty bad story getting taken advantage of like that. So, so how, how many properties uh, have you flipped in the last year? Said you did like, probably twelve. Okay, nice. So about one a month. Right. Nice. Um, and what's your long term strategy? Are you like looking at commercial properties, or what do you what do you uh, do? You have residual income coming in. Uh, residual income is uh, basically keeping all that money in a certain account and having. I added my realtor as an authorized signer on my account. So she basically just keeps that money going you, you for should, me. Yeah, you should add me to that. <laughs> so it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of automated, you know, because she's yeah. writing all the checks and and I, I see the the books here and there. and Well, at least every two months. <laughs> yeah. I dive in and look at the books. 
So hey, anybody <laughs> listening, um, I'm just, this is not the model we're going to teach you at the Real Estate <laughs> Knowledge Institute, hands off. Uh, but it works for you. And here's the thing, you guys that are listening. There's so many different ways for you to make money in real estate. Obviously, Trent has done a very good job of building up uh, wealth. He's, he is um, where he's got his realtor working for him. But he also has and does private lending, right? So you do, right? I mean, you're diversifying. So you have income coming in from that. You're, char you know, you're doing hard money essentially, right? So right. So I have buddies that, and you can meet people like this at the real estate club, by the way. People who are always flipping properties, well, they might find a, a two hundred thousand dollar deal. You know, let's say they do get financing from the bank, and they need, you know, they have to come up with fifty thousand down, but maybe they don't have all that. You can, you know, loan them some money and put a, you know, draw up a quick lien for the document, which is actually really easy. So I'll loan money to people I know that are just, you know, they don't quite have the money for the deal or almost. And then, um, so I'll keep that, you know, keep that. Do money. you split that with them or? I, I charge them an interest rate usually. Okay. All right. Just, just checking. Cause I know there's different ways. Like right. when I got started, I split deals. Right. But it was, uh, I was bringing nothing. I was 24. So I okay. had, I had like, I don't know pair of Jordans to bring to the table. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. In the beginning, I, I was doing the double closings, you know? Like on yeah, the first I like it. I could have also, instead of doing the double closing, I could have also just partnered with someone. Right. And and I just went the other way. I guess that's just what happened. Now, there's, again, you guys, there's so many different ways to get, get going in real estate. And uh, whether you're doing the devil escrow, which now is, you know, it's it's much more difficult to do than right. It used I think, to be. I think, uh, you still sell the contract. Um, yeah, yeah, you you can. So there's different ways around it, and then um, also some cities don't allow for you to do wholesale stuff. So it just depends on city gotcha. or state. So, um, in fact, uh, I'm not a hundred percent, but I think Texas you can't do that anymore. What's that? The double closing? Yeah. So we should. Oh edit, yeah, you can. We should definitely edit this because I don't want anybody going to prison. But back then, I could. Okay. Yeah, this is before. I'm yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I could still, you know, if modern day you just sell the contract to the people I flip to, they just sell them the contract. Yeah, or they, they have to know how much. They get to see what you're right. making or you have to close and then they close. Right. So anyways. Um, all right. So you've been in, you've, you've been investing for, uh, what is this? 12 years, 14 years, mm -hmm. excuse me, 14, 14. And, uh, you decided to help some people out, so you're, we 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 get the opportunity at Reiki, a real estate knowledge institute, to work with a handful of the people that uh, uh, Trent helps, his company helps, that are looking for additional education or training, one-on-one -on -one help, uh, maybe. So there's there's that. So you're doing a good service out there, but you're also, you know, you're employing a lot of people. You got a realtor that's going to work. I think I saw her on Facebook or or maybe it was Instagram at the Chanel store just a couple minutes ago. I don't know where she got that money, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so investor and then helping people invest as well or find deals. Right. It's got to feel good, right? Yeah, it feels good. I feel like I'm, um, I'm not talking to a ton of people on a daily basis. I'm, you know, I'm dealing with my realtor one-on-one -on -one and then I'm programming on the website, you know? Right. It definitely feels good to just help people one on one. But I just really don't ever have opportunity to do that. But I guess that's yeah. where we we help out. Yeah, yeah. And 
you know, we have a lot of testimonials to it. So you can look at it as a lot of people that get started with you that end up looking for the right vehicle, but right. also they end up finding deals and doing flips and right. Yeah. So it could even be someone that's listening to this. That's like, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to become an investor. I'm just looking for a deal on my first house. Right. Right. So it's right. That's how I bought my first house is a, um, subject to deal. Mm -hmm. Cause I, ha I was telling you I had bad credit after that big problem. Yeah, I imagine. And so you can, you know, if someone's going into foreclosure, you can take over their payments. They deed it into a trust. Right. So that, you know, that's a way to buy your first house. If you have, if you're in a situation like I was in. Right. And then I was, it had quite a bit of equity. So I was able to sell that one a couple of years later too. But. So you, did you assume the mortgage or the loan on that? Uh, I did. Well, it, their mortgage remained in their name, but they but created a trust. We created a trust, a simple document where I become the new owner. Right. Because they were, it was, it would still show up on their credit report, but they were two or three months behind. So by me catching up their mortgage, it, Help their it saved their credit score basically. And then I made, you know, payments on it because it was my house now for two or three years, which actually improved their credit. Right. And then I sold it. So a lot of seller financing options. We've done it uh, several times. So yeah, it works for, for those of you that maybe are credit challenged or, or have issues like that, but maybe you have some cash doing a lease option, giving people a down payment and working through that process is good. And there's, as the market, uh, changes cycles, there's those opportunities pop up. So I think we're getting ready in the next 12 to 24 months to start seeing more of those as the market kind of, right. As interest rates go up and market might sit a little bit. Right. And, uh, and the owner, one of the rental properties I bought was a $40,000 house owner finance, $1,000 down. Wow. And I just, the rent basically just paid for that for 15 years. And, uh, before I knew it, I guess I've been investing more than 14 cause that was a 15 year note. I know. It's just, so, I didn't want to call you out on that. So the, uh, <laughs> so before I knew it, the, the thing was, you know, paid off, you know, it's awesome. And so I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that house. Yeah. And then, you know, and now it was, I sold it for like 62 or something that, you know, four months ago, something like that. Nice. All right. 62,000 for a house appreciation, 50% over the course of 15 years. Well, Hey, we, uh, we appreciate, we appreciate that you came on today. Truth or comfort talking about real estate, real estate investing. If you guys are looking at getting started and you haven't yet, and you're looking for deals in your area, very low point of entry uh, to find deals at happyinvestor.com. Uh, thank you, Trent, for coming on today. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Shake, shake and bake, everybody. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. Do not stop. I forgot this question. So you've been investing. Like, how did I forget this? This is like a bonus footage right here. <clears throat> and we ask everybody this. So you've been investing for some time. Um, you're obviously successful at it. You're helping others. I need to know, the viewers all need to know, how many Lamborghinis do you have? <laughs> None. What? I drive a 2012 uh, uh, Audi. Okay. I got for like $12,000. Okay. Maybe, no Lamborghini? Know, maybe I'm still, once you've been through the bankruptcy and stuff, like you're... You're paranoid forever, you know. So I, I save as much, you know. What I mean, I'm, I'm a saver. I, I think once you put in all the hard work on some of this, you just don't want to. Once you truly uh, understand and uh, you'll uh, and go through it, you'll appreciate appreciating assets, right? 
uh, not liabilities because you want things that produce income for you, uh, not debt. So I definitely understand and everybody here, someday you guys, we're going to get somebody on here that has a Lamborghini and can tell us how it's all done because <laughs> anyways, we like to poke fun at the Lamborghini people because we don't see their houses when they're talking about investing in real estate. We just see their cars and their fancy lifestyle. So we want to get those people on here. Maybe they could also share with us some of their houses that they've done or just a house. How about a, a property? <laughs> right. Flipped. Anyways, uh, bonus footage right there. Th thank you again for coming on and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Truth or comfort.